Before we get started, we'd like to thank a couple people uh, that support us for the podcast here. Uh, we got Joey Sylvester in High Octane Coffee over there in Canfield, Ohio. Joey's been one of our longest supporters. Go check him out. Go buy some coffee. It's damn good stuff. We got uh, Chris Bozen with 6B Apparel making us look fly in those uh, awesome Crush This Crew shirts. Um, hopefully, we'll have some up for you guys soon as well. Uh, we got Nick Davis and Back Channel Productions bringing awesome quality content to YouTube. Some retro stuff, doing the Monster of Destruction stuff. Go check him out. Go show him some love. We got Jason and Fred from Jake Concepts bringing you guys the highest quality RC stuff. Bodies, tires, wheels, whatever you need for your RC monster trucks. Go check those guys out. They do awesome quality content. Uh, we got Marty Garza and his book, Monster Truck Technology. I haven't had a chance to read it, but the people that I've uh, been able to talk to have been able to read it. It's an awesome book. Go get it. Go support uh, Marty Garza. Uh, we got Obsessware, Rick and Eric Swanson. Go check those guys out. They make awesome stuff. Uh, they've made our shirts in the past. Um, go check those guys out. They do awesome stuff. And then our newest uh, supporter is John with JB Scale Graphics. JB Scale Graphics officially licenses uh, decals for Bigfoot, Overkill Evolution, and Bad Habit for your RCs. So go check them out. Uh, I'm not sure the website, but uh, go check those guys out. Alrighty, guys, on with the show. This isn't your typical motorsports podcast. You're listening to Crush This, a monster truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. A show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagash. Buckle in. The show starts now. Folks, welcome to Crush This, Kick It Old School Edition, presented by Nick Davis and Back Channel Productions. Take a look at his YouTube channel. He does some awesome coverage for four-wheel drive jamborees, uh, monster truck shows all across the country. And he also does some classic monster truck footage. Uh, This one is a pretty cool one because I actually can call this guy a pretty cool friend. Uh, He's not that far away from me when I live in... uh, 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 in Wellsburg, West Virginia, and that is Brad Shaw. Uh, he's here today. What? Are you high cheats or something? <laughs> are, are you no, in Canada but, where weed's legal or something, my dude? No, because like, I almost I screwed, almost screwed up like I did in the previous episode, <laughs> not even intro you in, and I caught myself. Oh my so, gosh! I <laughs> saved myself right there, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it is what it is. Brad, uh, thank you for being on. You know, normally in these kicking old school stuff, I, I'm normally on. But since we finally figured out Brad's uh, work schedule and stuff like that, he's a lot more in. And thank you to his work for, you know, being awesome and stuff like that. But yeah. um, this is a pretty this is a pretty cool episode, me. Not, no doubt about it. Oh, it is. It um, is. And I just, like I said, uh, you know, she's just saying with my work, you know, I switch jobs back at the beginning of march so my schedule is a lot better i have evenings off you know it's going to be a lot easier to do these episodes and hey we haven't done an audio episode in a while so we've been doing the crustus live stuff which thank you to everybody that has been tuning into that um this episode that we're recording right now is coming out on friday and or monday depending on uh how my schedule goes but um our next guest on crustus live is going to be chad fortune so uh that'll be on uh tuesday at 7.15 uh, uh, Eastern Time, I believe, 6 
fifteen Central and then five fifteen Mountain Standard Time. So make sure you listen to this. One more thing, Brad. If you listen to this, I'm only gonna say this in this audio. So when Brad produce this uh, puts this on fi- uh, Friday and Monday, just let me know and I post it. We're gonna see to have with Chad Fortune some people with them. Um, I'm not gonna let anyone know on Facebook. You gotta listen to this episode. So I'm gonna tell you who's gonna be on right now. On Tuesday, outside Chad Fortune, we're gonna have special guests Frank Krimmel and Scott Litico with us in the chat, the BS with Chad Fortune. This is the first I've heard so, of this. Yes, I because I just saw the message right on my phone. <laughs> just, just saw it <laughs> so Frank's gonna be in. I'm gonna get a hold of Scott. So I'm not telling anyone on Facebook about this stuff. Um, this is gonna help us on our audio and stuff like that. And uh, I, I think some, you know, iTunes and some Spotify people need some love. So we're getting back on track. We're going to do some other episodes, like maybe Travis, uh, uh, Mari, uh, he drove uh, Extreme Attitude or uh, Wild Hair and Zombie and stuff like that. So we'll get some people back in gear. Um, also, one more thing on the audio segment, I think in late uh, June to July um, before Bloomsburg, we're going to try to interview people from the four-wheel drive jamboree, like my boss, Mark Hall, Kirk Kramer, uh, Joey Sylvester, uh, Ricky Steffens. Um, Zane and Lindsay to, were too. Yep. We're going to try to interview all them, Diesel, Dave. Uh, some of them are going to get some live love. Um, others will get some recordings. So we are going to do that too for the four-wheel drive jamboree. Now, that's a pretty good segue um, because this gentleman – was one of the first who done the four-wheel drive jamborees. Uh, he's always there with his son, with his friends, uh, just uh, shooting up, having a good time. Uh, you know, and then uh, outside of that, he's a, he's one hell of a kick-ass monster truck driver. Um, some of the footage that you see in yearbooks back in the early 90s, if it involved overkill, it was him. Uh, you know, you, I think he saw... You know, not rolling over. I think you saw the undercarriage of that truck more times when he was driving it than any other. But he also drove uh, Terminator, uh, Lethal Weapon, uh, some of the most. He's also, I think, people may not even recognize, may maybe understand that he created probably the most blueprinted monster truck out of the whole monster truck universe. Uh, so many trucks have been copied and duplicated. Even though the original one of that truck, God rest his soul, was in a fire in the 90s. We'll talk about that later. But all the trucks, even some of his chassis, are still running like Dirt Crew. Uh, Maybe some of the Rap Attack. But, um, heck, uh, Quad Chaos, the world record hold jumping truck, Bad Habit, was his chassis. But um, a pretty cool intro. I can call him my friend. Uh, uh, his, uh, stairs have took my legs out many times and, uh, and you know, I can, I, I always see him every single time on Thanksgiving. I go to his trailer sales, but, uh, I see him at the hall of fame too. And, and, um, like I said, I can call him one of my good friends and that's Jerry Richmond. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great guys. Thanks for having me on. How about that intro, Jerry? Awesome. Awesome! Oh, I feel I'm very, I'm very humble and honored. Anytime I get, I hear nice words from uh, people that I consider to be uh, definitely uh, 
definitely high up in the sport, and you're one of them, Cheech. You're the man. Okay, 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 uh, okay. I need, I need to hear about the 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 stairs taking Cheech out. I need to hear about this now. I'm I'm intrigued with this. Well, Cheech and Andy stopped at stopped at my house one night on the way to the Hall of Fame, I believe. Correct, Cheech? Uh, they no, stopped. It was uh, it was before the toughest monster truck tour, Youngstown, Ohio. Okay, well, they stopped at my house, and uh, I think we actually went up to the. Went up to the trailer sales. They checked out Terminator. It was being built at that point in time. And we come back to my house, and my house was all dark. And I have, I live in a ranch. And Cheech found the only steps in my whole ranch. And I went up the steps because I inherently do it because I've lived here for 30 years. Cheech hit the steps. and Cheech, how hard was that tile, brother? It was, it hurt. It hurt. It left a mark on my shin. And I fell on the ground, and I laid there for a good two minutes. Because Honest to God, I thought we were going to have to take him to the hospital. I mean, I was seriously concerned. But thank God he's okay, and here we are. <laughs> see, 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 I know about hurting yourself on stairs. I broke my ankle because I missed a step on a set of stairs. So I know all about Cheech's pain. Yeah, I feel like I need to wear shin guards when I go hang out with Jerry at his house now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just turned the light on so you can see the steps now. That could fix problems, too. There we go. <laughs> but uh, let's get started with it, man. Uh, what I know you've been a four-wheel drive guy for all your life, but what got you to pull the trigger on at least building a monster truck? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I was always I was always into – when I first saw my first lifted truck, and I graduated in 1978, long before you fellows were even thought of. Uh, and I bought my first truck a few months after I graduated. Started out with a four-inch lift kit and 33-inch tires. Then I went to a six-inch and 35. Then that that truck uh, ended up with eight inches of lift and 38. Then I then my next truck was was the Bronco that became Terminator. I bought that truck, and it went through all the steps and everything also. And ended up uh, ended up uh, with sixty uh, sixes and five tons of planetaries, and that's what launched my monster truck career. You know. So I mean, so you you have you have your Terminator truck because of that. Then you had it for a while, for a good what two years? Uh, we we campaigned Terminator from from late eighty five until. Until uh, until September of '88 or so, oh, and then we built then we built uh, then we tore it apart. And we actually utilized the axles and some of the other components in, in the lethal weapon build. Which which that was short lived. But what what got you going on switching from Terminator to lethal weapon? Because I needed something that would be more competitive as far as a longer wheelbase and more suspension travel, which, uh, which, uh, which lethal weapon ended up being a great truck. I mean, you know, the truck, the truck is, is 30 years old and it's still a hundred percent intact with probably 95% of the original parts. I mean, it's in my garage right now and, uh, we're, we're, we're redoing it right now. And the thing, uh, you know, we're still going to do some minor stuff with it. I'll cut, I'll cut my son Alex loose with it when the truck is complete, and he'll do some exhibition stuff. It's going to. Mike Waters is building me a big blown injected 
alcohol motor for it, and uh, it should be it should be fun. It's so, uh, it's a it's a true authentic piece of history that I was fortunate enough to be able to buy back from some great people in Colorado, which I believe you know them also, Cheech, uh, Brian and Kelly Mohinky. In fact, I just I just sent Kelly a message last night. I love them people. They're fantastic people, and uh, I'm very blessed to have them in my life. I mean, great people. Which is pretty cool because we, we do have a lot of historical fans that follow through, and, and it's kind of cool that it took a long time to you to get it back, but you like you said, it's almost 100% completed, completed truck, and the history of it is pretty cool because, I mean, even though you had the, the truck in its prime, I guess you could say, uh, for a short-lived time, but it became Seth Dalton's Copenhagen, I think, Crusher 2. Yeah. Uh, uh, then later on, it became a movie star on being the Beverly Hillbillies truck, and uh, and then still it did its time. It was in a good atmosphere, and it comes back around with your hands. I saw it. I personally saw it. I think when I saw you for Thanksgiving, um, when the truck looks like it's getting ready to rock the house, and uh, you know if you if you have a chance to take a look at it, you know YouTube the truck. It's on you know the tel- YouTube channels and stuff like that, but I personally um, knew you when I first saw you drive the truck. Uh, truck was lethal. Uh, was a uh, weapon one. Um, right. I knew you drove overkill, but I knew you uh, when I first got into monster trucks when I was young. I was knew you with weapon one uh, because I saw some videos when I was younger uh, in Bloomsburg. But uh, how, I know that truck had a past history, but how did you get your hands with Weapon 1, and what got you to name that truck from the previous name of that truck? Uh. Well, here's, here's how, where Weapon 1 came from. Howie Elwell from Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, worked another full-time job and never really had the time. He built he built it. Weapon 1 was a very, very well-built truck. Howie did a great job on it. Because Lord only knows, I put it through its test. Uh, and how he worked a full-time job and had, you know, his kids were little and everything, didn't have time to campaign the truck the way he wanted to. Well, he called me and said, hey, you know, I had sold Lethal Weapon. And, uh, you know, Marty only had one truck at that time. We hadn't built the maximum overkill truck yet. Asked me if I was interested in campaigning the truck. So so I did. I, I, I took it. I renamed it Weapon 1. Uh, the name came from... You know, I couldn't name it Lethal Weapon again. And, uh, you know, I, we designed and built a lot of parts for the industry. And uh, somehow uh, somehow we started going by Weapon 1. And uh, so we just named, we put the Weapon 1 name on the truck. And it stuck. It stuck to this day. I mean, they still run that Weapon 1 body in Canada. Vodders does, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so here we are 30-some years later. And it, evidently it stuck. But... Uh, that was a fun truck. I had a lot. I had a lot of great times in that truck. Made a lot of money. Uh, beat a lot of people who never thought they'd get beat by that truck. That was a good old truck, man. I love that truck. And actually, for a stint, it was nightmare for one time, wasn't it? It was nightmare. Actually, when I got it, he he did a deal with Steve. Ran a ran a like a fair season as a nightmare truck because Steve needed another truck to run the nightmare name. And so it did for a, for a, for like a summer series fair fair shows and stuff. It ran the Nightmare Two name for sure. 
Yeah. So, so you got yourself with Marty Garza, and I, I, and this is when I guess people were going to give you the tag, the one of the wild men of the monster truck industry, even though, even though you were previously, but seems like this overkill truck uh, really got you going on wheelies and stand-ups and stuff like that. Uh, just briefly talk about that. And, and then I'm really, my, I really want to talk about um, uh, Maximum because that was outside Bigfoot and Rambo. I think that truck was one of my favorites. And I really want to pick your brain on the design of that truck too. Right. Well, Marty and I, Marty and I got hooked up. Really, I, I met Marty uh, at a show in Corpus Christi in probably August of 1988. I met. I went to Corpus Christi with Steve Hess. I built Steve Hess's GMC, the second Nightmare Monster truck, the '88 body. So I had built that for Steve Hess, and uh, I had sold my trucks. And he went. He needed somebody to go to Corpus Christi to do a big money race in crew form. And he goes, Hey, if you'll go down there, he goes, I'd love to have you. And I said, yeah, it'll be fun. So I actually met Marty and Lisa Garza at that event. And we hung out together, had a great time and, and, and formed, formed a friendship right off the bat. Cause he screwed up just like I am. And, uh, you, you know, great people and have been epic lifetime friends. If that makes any sense. I mean, he's, he truly is like a brother to me. That's and, uh, awesome. So, so we formed that friendship back then, and to this day, I mean, we're truly like brothers. And uh, then, uh, then, then we went on. We built. We built. The, a lot of people don't know or realize this. We built the nightmare coilover truck. Steve called me and said, "Hey, I, I got to step up. You know, I got this GMC deal. I got to, and I'm running the Jamboree series. I need to be more competitive." I know Marty designed Marty designed the Maximal Overkill truck. That we had already gathered a bunch of parts for that, and we're building the axles and everything for that in my shop. And Steve goes, "I want to build. I want to build a. I want to build a, a coil over a four link uh, nightmare truck, and I want you to build it." So literally, we met in Indiana, Pennsylvania, in a truck stop at like two o'clock in the morning. He was on the way back, and I said, "I'll drive down to meet you." And We'll have a sandwich and shoot the breeze. And I literally, the initial design was done on a napkin in a Union 76 truck stop in Indiana, Pennsylvania. And uh, then, then we decided to move forward and everything. And the, the suspensions were very similar on both. Only Steve had to have a front engine truck because of the GMC deal. They wanted it to be as real truck-like as what it could be. So that's why that truck was a front engine truck. But both trucks were literally built side by side in my shop. Marty probably has more pictures and footage of that than anyone. And it's actually uh, actually very cool. You know, it didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but but right now, my God, was that was that something else? I mean, very, very cool, you know, and uh, a huge part of history. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Steve, Marty and I were all close and you know, we ran the Thunder National Series for Aaron Polburn and, and Bill Bader and uh, had, a, had a great time. And great people, great time. Wait, wait you said Bill Bader. The same, is that the same Bill Bader that uh, ran, that runs uh, Norwalk, uh, the drag strip in Norwalk? Yes, 
his dad, Bill Senior. That's okay. Bill Junior that runs the drag strip now. Okay. The, the whole family, the whole family are are great, great, great people, and uh, God bless them, dude. They're going through real tough times right now. Believe me. When you got a nut that big and can't make money, and you know they're shut down. God, man, my heart goes out to him. Yeah, it's it's crazy time with his little Facebook video he did about a month ago. I thought he's just oh, yeah. his guns, but uh, yeah. So with maximum overkill, um, how what you you did, did the design? You did the four link design, and what got you the stop stop? I mean, stand back and take a look at how many trucks kind of formed or came out with that blueprint. Because I could think of Tim Tesmer's truck, trucks, Gary Bauer's Nightmare 2, which is now uh, Dirt Crew, which is still running. Um, also, uh, Quad Chaos, which was Bad Habit, which is a world record holding jump. So you have a chassis of yours that right now currently holds the world record as the longest jumping truck in, you know, in... in monster truck history even though you know maybe joey built a second one but he always says you helped him out um uh also uh you know rap attack and maybe other tim tesmer trucks but what got the design to be so popular to a point where everyone is just back then wanted the design of the truck and now still people are driving it these trucks still today because it worked I mean, it's simple because it worked. Marty Garza, as we all know, is far and away the most prolific mind ever involved in monster trucks, dude. You know, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty smart guy. I feel I feel dumb when talking to Marty, and not that he would ever intentionally make you feel that way. His knowledge is so overwhelming, Cheech. You know, you've been in this business a long time. I mean, that guy is on a level second to none. I mean, nobody is his equal. And, I mean, he's so so technolog- tech- technologically advanced, it's beyond belief. And I was, I'm, I'm very privileged to have worked with him. Oh, that's so Th- awesome. Thank God that. I could fabricate and weld because he'd have no use for me if he could have done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you feel seeing some of the trucks that you built with Marty's design still running today, though. Oh, it's amazing! It's absolutely amazing. Uh, you, you know the funny story about uh, you. You know that you know the Dirt Crew guys very well. I mean, you worked with them, yes. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, I met those guys in Indianapolis when the, after they had first done that. My daughter and I were actually, you know, we've always gone to the Jamborees. We got show trucks also. We're at the Jamboree, and they had it. They, they they had their trucks on display in one of the big exhibit halls. And I go over and look, and I'm like, my son-in-law and, and my daughter are with me. And I'm like, God darn, this thing looks familiar. And I'm like, I look, and I go, Holy cow! So I called Joey. I said, Joey, I'm here with these guys, dude. This looks this looks like my chassis. He goes, It is. So I go over, and I, I think the the shorter the shorter guy is Jerry. Yes. Yeah. I go over and I go, hey, man, I go, I built these trucks. He looks at me, he goes, yeah, whatever, sure you did. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, brother, I'm, I'm not kidding. I said, I built this one for Gary Bauer and this one for Tim Tesmer, you know? And, and, and he looks at me, he goes, are you serious? I go, serious, this is a heart attack. I go, in fact, I'm on the phone with Joe Sylvester right now. 
and Joey verified that I wasn't just some some crazy nut, you know, running my mouth, you know. <laughs> and it was kind of funny, you know. And, and and he comes up, he goes, "Hey, I'm sorry, brother." And I'm like, "Dude, it's cool." I go, "I get it." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was kind of cool. It's still pretty cool seeing all that and stuff like that, and and uh, you know the short-lived uh, maximum, you know the the fire that broke out in '93, and and uh but still the the still the uh how you guys redeemed yourself on making extreme um was another stepping stone because you guys built a truck that was way ahead of its time you know what dude i talk about this till i'm blue in the face you know people probably are tired of hearing my big mouth that truck was the most revolutionary truck to date ever to have been built and like I say, I say it all the time, man, I'm so honored and privileged to have been a part of it, you know, and I mean, that truck was epic, dude. And we didn't know it at the time, of course, because you're too close to the fire. You don't even know it's hot, you know, but man, oh man, that, that truck was a, that truck from day one was a thrill to drive. And I truly believe in Penda style side-by-side racing. I think that truck could still be competitive today. You know, with the swing arm suspension, with super long travel. I, I mean, you watch it. I, I can watch videos of it forever. I mean, it's it was so impressive. It's off the hook, you know. And then, and then when you were running that, when did you uh, step away a little bit from Monster Trucks? In 1994, in May of 1994, Marty decided he, you know, he had to work his way back toward the family business. You know, him and Lisa you know, had gotten married. They wanted to start a family. And, you know, at the time, I was a little bit disgruntled. But in hindsight, dude, it was the best thing Marty Garza ever did for me. It pushed me in a different direction business-wise. And, uh, you know, I entered into another business, and thank God I was very successful at it. I had a very long, almost 20-year career in that business. And uh, left that business uh, in 2010, and, you know, but... But like I say, it, it wasn't all it wasn't all fun and games in the beginning. I was a little bit hurt, a little bit disgruntled. But in the end, man, I mean, looking back, fantastic, man! What a great ride, you know. So then let's talk. Oh, okay, go ahead, Brad. Well, I just wanted to you know ask about like the Thunder National stuff because you know, growing up, I especially here in Canada, I didn't get a lot of like the the you know inside Monster Jam or know of the Thunder Nationals until you know in the early to late, you know, 2000s. Um, talk about, like, the how that was, that time period. You guys, like, people were, you know, seeing shows in stadiums or outdoor or arenas. You guys were in hockey arenas on concrete and just still just absolutely sending it. Talk about, you know, the, well, the evolution of, of the Thunder Nationals. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, all of us started out with, with Leaf Spring trucks at the Thunder Nationals. And, and I'll tell you what, probably the most iconic truck of the Thunder Nationals would be the original Excalibur. Yeah. Dude, that truck, that truck was such a bully. I mean, I mean, it sunk fear into your heart. When you saw him, they didn't hit the cars, dude. They mowed them down. Literally, Mike, Mike first, then Dave took over driving, then, of course, Chucky took over driving. Dude, they mowed cars down. I mean, they they flattened shit, dude. That truck was that truck was immensely incredible, 
so tough, so durable, and he made all of us rise to a level that we may have never attained, uh, you know, at, at that point in time for sure. I mean, those guys, those guys uh, you know, I'm still, still very dear friends with Chucky and, and, and Mike right now and, uh, and Miss Dave dearly. Uh, but that truck set the, set the bar, man. The original Excalibur definitely set the bar. And then they built the race truck, and that was an incredible piece. And they they kind of had the Thunder Nationals wrapped up until uh, till till the Maximum truck and Steve's coilover truck came out, and both of those were very very competitive. the The Maximum Overkill truck inside inside on pavement, ten foot run to the cars, dude. That truck would leap seven cars like nothing. Mm. I mean, immediately, dude. I'm telling you, at the at the event that you know about Cheech, that many people still talk about was when I drove both trucks in Hampton, Virginia. Mm-hmm. When Marty broke his foot. And yeah. uh, literally, dude, we have some of the most awesome footage. To this day, I get goosebumps watching it. We had uh, Matt, the guy that built the original Gravedigger coilover chassis. Matt shot video from behind the truck. That truck leaving the line, dude, it was top fuel. That's all there was to it. I left in we never left in first gear on concrete because the truck had so much motor. It didn't need first gear. It did need wheel speed because the second it hooked any traction on the cars, it would it would jump whatever was in front of it. I mean, my God, was that truck a hoot to drive? And man, freestyle, dude. Well, you saw all the videos. I could rip the back off that. If you said, "Here, rip the back off and land right there on the wheelie bar," I said, "Okay, Cheech, mark the X, man. Here I come." It was crazy because in Hampton there, Brad, he he technically doubled down uh, with wheelies and freestyle. He ran the original truck, and that won it. And then in racing, he won it with the other truck. So in a nutshell, he kind of doubled down, which is pretty cool. But it was just the Thunder Nationals is a whole different monster because I think that, like, I know one Hampton show, I would normally see is – you know, Max, it could be in Maximum Overkill, Nightmare, Black Stallion, uh, you know, Boogie Van. Uh, Rambo. Rambo. She uh, loves Beats. Rambo. Um, I love myself some Rambo. Uh, but um, with all those trucks, speak about Rambo there, Jerry. That truck out on the piece of paper, if you put the stats on every truck that was on the piece of paper... And you would take a look. You would definitely say Rambo would be the truck that would probably be dead last in every single category. That was false. <laughs> that truck with the driver behind it was going to give anyone that was lined up against him for the run of his money. And oh, no, no matter who drove it, dude. I mean, I knew I knew them guys, and I, I love them guys, dear friends, man. Uh, Back in the early days, we even with Big Bill driving, dude, I- I'm telling you, you look and you're like, okay, whatever, dude, I got an easy round. You never had an easy round. Just when you thought you had an easy round, here they come, you know? It was just, uh, I mean, even though he was the 91 champion, you know, uh, I mean, still, I mean, every truck in, in the next caliber, every truck, you guys had an all-star lineup, and you guys knew how to rock the place which is simple stuff, you know, car stack, car stack. Later on, you guys would have a 
car van car stack you know just then mix it up a bit but the, it just uh the the extreme measures that you guys had like you said a 10 foot runoff and you're clearing cars killing seven cars but let's let's not forget the fact of how high you were jumping to you weren't oh just skimming God, over yeah. the cars you're about good 10 15 feet up in the air and maybe your front clip is probably going 20 feet up in the air and uh and you're clearing about you know even though there's five cars there you're about two cars ahead and the truck's also launching up skywards and people may not realize how high you're jumping just hitting those cars too right right yep and then and then you guys had some of the you know um here, here's a curious story. Um, what did get you guys the okay to sometimes drive the trucks backwards in racing? Uh, I know Chucky did it. I know you did it. Um, is it just, just you know, just the Adam Colbert? I think it's his name, Adam. He um, said, just run it just for the show. Just do it. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. You know, you don't want to have a solo run. Was that basically his idea? Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. For sure. And well, I'll tell you what, you know, the, you know, the four wheel drive donuts that everybody does now. Yeah. I can, I can tell you where that started. That started, that started in Wheeling, West Virginia. I was driving the original overkill and I went to do a donut. Didn't realize I still had it. Cause we used to do two wheel drive donuts all the time. You know, I didn't realize I, I, that I didn't take it out of four wheel drive. That was the first four-wheel drive donut, dude. It was like spinning a top, you know? And I'm like, oh, Bill Bader comes up to me and goes, oh, my God, why was that donut so fast? Like, oh, I was in four-wheel drive. <laughs> I said, that, sorry. And that and it was cool because some of the stops in the Thunder Nationals were always your typical stops, like Willing, West Virginia, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Dayton, Ohio, uh, Hampton, Virginia, uh, Albany, New York. It was uh, stops that you know when I was young, I knew I knew uh, when I was in Hampton. There's two shows, one in November and one in February, and fe- always February was the Thunder Nationals, and they would have you guys there and maybe bring out one heavy hitter like Barefoot or or um, you know Carolina Crusher or those trucks, and they're they they lose in the first round. No, I remember well, a lot, of, a lot of guys, a lot of guys that ran either the United States Todd Rod or came from the TNT deal would uh, literally crap their pants when they pulled in. They said, hey, where's the ramps? And we're like, uh, we're going to make them. Hang on. Hold on. We're going to make them here in just a minute. There ain't, there ain't nothing 1,800 horse can't make a ramp out of, you know? Yeah. And uh, they, they'd be like, are you, are you just going to hit these cars hard? I go, only as hard as I can hit them. That's all. <laughs> and then, like yeah. in November, Grave Digger would do a show in November. But in February was definitely the United, you know, Thunder Nationals and stuff. But um, also, outside of that, uh, talk about the trailer sales that you've been doing. Uh, it's it's a nice place uh, in Ohio, and you have all the selections of trailers. Uh, maybe some people not may not know that you know, yeah, you're a good trailer salesperson. <laughs> well, we uh. Here's how I got into that. I left my previous career in 2010. I sold my Snap-on franchise and said, uh, I need to have a little retirement gig here. 
Well, the retirement gig uh, kind of got out of hand. We stock about 120, 140 trailers, depending on time of year. Uh, we sell about 300 trailers a year, which we're a small dealer, but that's pretty good for just just a few guys, my nephew, my son, and myself. And uh, and we, we have a lot of fun. We meet a lot of great people, and we try to help folks out, and uh, and, and we enjoy doing it. And uh, we also we also have the truck performance shop that mainly my, uh, my son Alex basically handles most of that from the diesel performance to lift kits, tires, wheels, suspension. He, he's the king of that dude. That, that, that kid is, that kid is so talented. It's off the hook, dude. Uh, you know, his, his workmanship is fit and finish and his talent are second to none. I mean, you know, he'll, he'll do very well in life. He's 22 years old and he's more talented at 22 than what I was 10 years older than that. And, uh, I'm very, very, very blessed to have him and my nephew working for me. They're both great guys, and uh, yeah, we 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 do well, and we uh, and we have a lot of fun. We meet a lot of great people, and we got a lot of crazy people that come in the door, old cheats, right? Oh, let me tell you about it. You know, it's always a fun time. You always show me around and stuff like that, and also the you know the trucks that you owned, and uh, and without this uh, group. Um, the Hall, Monster Truck Hall of Fame. Um, you you got to say that that helped you lit a candle underneath you there, Jerry, to get back in the, the Monster Truck world. And uh, let's talk about, you know, the Terminator. And, and well, we also talked about Lethal Weapon. But, uh, you know, your experience with the Hall of Fame, what got you going saying, hey, I'm going to rebuild the Terminator truck? Well, all you, all you epic super fans, which there's none bigger than you and i know i know brad is also a super fan you guys know more about that stuff than what than than what i can ever remember cheat just told me stuff about myself and i'm like man i gotta think about yeah you know cheat you're right i mean you know more (laughs) about me than what i know and it's guys like you that got that got the blood boiling again and uh i think you you right along with jeff cook and some other guys owe me a bunch of money dude because i spent a pile of money when the, when the blood started boiling, you know, I could be, I could be sitting at my Florida place retired right now, Cheech. So I am holding you accountable, young man. Yeah. I'm guilty in this but, whole uh, thing. <laughs> but I also, you know, you kind of asked, you know, kinda, earlier you kind of hinted about, you know, what do I, what do I do now? Well, obviously we have the trailer sales and the truck performance shop but we still off-road on a regular basis. In fact, we're going off-road on Saturday. Uh, my son, Alex, is the king, king of building badass Jeeps. He's got an XJ with Super Duty axles and 40-inch tires on it that literally is the king of whenever we go out. That thing, I mean, it's got triangulated four-link just like a monster truck. And, I mean, he makes, he makes guys that have been doing it 30 years look like girls, you know. And uh, so we off-road. We're going out this weekend to a place called Southington here in Ohio. And we, we also we also got four wheelers, dirt bikes side by side. So we, we love we love re- recreating with the whole family that way. All my kids still off road, my daughter and her husband and my two grandkids from them and my other son and yeah, I mean that so that's what we do. But hey Cheech Arone, I'm gonna give you a little heads up on something we all need to keep our eyes open for. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Everybody needs to tune in to Joe Sylvester on Monday. There's going to be an incredible announcement of something coming from the Outlaw Monster Drags. It's coming, and it's coming fast, and it's it's going to be so cool. Because who is jonesing for monster trucks right now? Brad, what about you, brother? Oh, my. You don't, you don't even know. I was supposed to go to a show an hour away from me, and my old boss screwed me over after I booked time off. And then an event in Red Deer, Alberta, which is probably about six hours away from me, got canceled because of COVID. I am jonesing for some monster truck action. I've been doing it virtually. I raced in the virtual Outlaw Drags. It's uh, good job there, Brad. Yeah, I got uh, Yeah, I got fourth in Riptide. I was supposed to drive the crush this truck, but uh, they had me drive Riptide. But uh, you know, I beat Joe in first round. So, but he 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 got me in freestyle. But um, well, stay, well, stay tuned, dude. Monday, listen for Joey. I mean, huge, huge, huge. And you know, I suck at keeping secrets, guys. But I gotta yeah, keep this, okay? I gave I gave Joey my word, and I don't want dude. He's a young tough guy. I don't want to get beat up, you know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely stay tuned for Monday. A huge announcement coming out, dude. That I'm very, very, very excited about, and uh, it's it's gonna be badass, man. That's all I can tell you. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick. So you know, yeah, I'm, and, jo- I'm Jonesing and racing, but in the monster truck world itself. I just have to drive five minutes, open the door, take a peek, and then shut the door and leave. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, see, you, you see, you, yep. you're, you're you're the lucky one. Like you're you're around it. Like well, same thing with Jerry. Jerry can pop and say, "Oh, there it is," and then shut the door and walk away. <laughs> but 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 for me, I've been I I have to do it virtually right now to get my fix. So it's like yeah. I I'm I'm ready for some action. Yeah. Uh, for like the thing that I miss the most about monster shows is the smell. Is that sweet, sweet smell of that methanol? It, it, it's like nothing else. I oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Well, stay like I say, guys. I I can't let the cat out of the bag, but stay tuned, man. Uh, Cheech, and after you find out, you call me and let me know what you think. Let me. Hopefully, I didn't overhype it, which I don't believe I did. It's going to be awesome. It's going to it's going to be one heck of a one heck of a an event, I could say. And, uh, but like I say, Joey's going to make the big announcement on Monday and everybody that's anybody is involved. I mean, from Jeff cook, right on down, right on down the road, you know, and, and, and on the subject of Jeff cook, you know, Jeff's a very, very dear friend of mine. What more can you say about that guy, dude? He single-handedly brought back old school monster trucks. I don't care what anybody said. I mean, he is the reason he's the reason that there's a Terminator monster truck. There's a barefoot racer. He is the reason. He's so. the reason that Mike Botter has restored two champion monster trucks. Yeah. From the grave. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, speaking of which, you know, how do you, how do you see about like, you know, me, Joey, these, the, a lot of these guys are right now doing the modern monster truck stuff, uh, recognize you. And how do you, you, how do you see us, you know, doing what, you know, uh, today's monster truck world is like. Oh, I'm, I'm dude. I'm very honored that them guys even know who an old dirt ball like me is, dude. I'm very, very honored. And, and you know what, Joey, Joey, as much as he gets somewhat of a hard rap, cause he's, he's somewhat 
pompous and arrogant it comes across, but he's really not, dude. You know Joey on a personal level, Pops dude. He's a nice guy. Joey, Joey's a good cat, man. I mean, there isn't much I couldn't call him, and, and he would. I think he'd do anything in the world for me. Joey's good people, and dude, Joey's a wheel man. Okay, I, I got my list of wheel men in the world. You know, B.J. Baldwin's one, Tanner Faust is another, and uh, you know, uh, you're you're uh, you're obviously Todd LaDuke, you're you're Ryan Anderson, Adam Anderson, Mikey Vodders, and right there on the list is Joey in my eyes. Dude, he's a wheel man. There's guys that can wheel anything. Joey's one of those guys. Yeah, it's yeah. Joey's one. I just hung out with him a couple weeks ago. Actually, helped him stack some tires. And uh, hey, what do you think of them new tires, dude? Are them some dogs or what? Oh my those god! Aggressive hooking tires. Those, those are, are nasty. Yeah, I hope they're not too nasty. I hope they don't break stuff, but. That's got to be the most aggressive cut I've ever seen on tires, ever. Well, the kid that did the cut is right here by us, uh, Jeff Hood, man. He's a yeah. ultra-talented, off-the-hook, good kid. Yeah, those yeah, are so talented. Those yeah. Mean. I like them. Uh, hope, hopefully he gets some good traction on them, which he will. Uh, he has that truck, that relapse truck. Is a tough truck. He's he's now finding the um <coughs> the weeks the weak spots of the truck, but the weak spots of the trucks ain't that bad. It's a quick fix and the truck's back and running. That's what you well, want. Well, it, it, it's utterly it's utterly it's absolutely amazing for a fresh truck like that to be able, to be able to be beat the way he's beat it. Because dude, that kid beat that truck like a redheaded stepchild. He has hurt that truck, and that truck mm-hmm. takes it and keeps coming. That thing is wicked, dude. Yeah, that's what I like about it. So, yeah. uh, um, one question that I wanted to ask you, Jerry, is you know, with with the modern monster truck world today, and guys like you know Ryan Anderson, Adam Anderson, Tyler Manninga, what do you think of like the the evolution of like the stoppies and like the bicycles? What do you think about that? You know, you know, today compared to what you guys did back then. Do you think it's it, the, the, the sports moving in a good direction? I think all that stuff is incredibly, incredibly talented stuff. I'm, I'm a racer, dude. I, I mean, I would, I'd much rather see a heads up balls to the wall race. Uh, although the talent is off the hook. I don't, I take nothing away from those guys. They're all ultra talented, off the hook, talented, man. I, I mean, you know, I could I could watch Ryan Anderson drive all day long. That kid, you know, I knew his old man for a lot of years. And I remember, you know, I've known Dennis since before Ryan was even born. And, uh, you know, Dennis was a madman. Ryan is a talent beyond talent. I mean, skill set beyond belief, you know, which I guess, I guess he should have, right? It's in his genetics. But you still got to give credit where credit's due. That kid is something else, you know. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of guys. And but what I like, I'll tell you, both both Adam and Ryan, and Mikey Vodders and guys like that, they know where they come from, guys. A lot of the new guys, you know, you know, I went to Monster Jam in Tampa, and I talked to a bunch of the young guns. There's a bunch of great kids doing it. But one thing that's dejecting to me, I you know, I ask him, I go, hey man, what do you drive? Well, I drive a Honda Civic, or I drive this, or I drive that. And I'm like, 
man, I'm a fat old man and I got nothing but badass pickup trucks, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, that, that part of it is kind of dejecting. That sport got risen from nothing because of guys that were pickup truck guys. And, uh, that's the only part that's a little bit bums me out and depresses me is a lot of these guys are just guys they hire and put a helmet on and a Hans device and throw them in the seat. Not to say they're not talented and couldn't whoop my tail any day of the week, but it's just somewhat dejecting to me, you know, cause I, I, I know where it came from and thank God for guys like Ryan Adam and Mikey Vodders and you know, the, the, the real roots of the, of the program, you know, and dude, what, what more do you say about big Mike Vodders? Are you kidding me? Guy's 55 years old, dude. He's out there hammering it with the kid. Now, granted, he hired, what, Darren this year, right? Right, Cheech? Yeah. And Darren did a fantastic job. But, dude, Mike is running that team? My God, at his age? That's incredible, dude. I call I him. It, he goes, what are you doing? He goes, I just picked up another case of five-hour energy at Sam's Club. He's you know that that's also what impresses me also is my bosses Mark and Tim Hall. Oh my God, running those trucks too. Yeah, yeah, epic guys, dude. I I've never had anything but respect for Mark and Tim. I've I've known them since the early years, and they too are absolutely fantastic guys, and they are they are a mainstay and a pillar of the industry, dude. Okay, okay. They're probably they're probably. They're probably the most successful team I can think of, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, and see Mark. Mark is running against, uh, you know, some of uh, – we were in the Arena Tour 4, and we had – Mark, you know, was racing against kids that are 18 years old. And, I mean, he had Randy Brown also. And, you know, and, you know world champion Lindsey Reed. He had all those people that he was racing, and he held his own. He was kicking some butt. He was, he had a three-show winning streak in racing until, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say any, you know, the higher upstairs wanted to call their own shots, but we'll leave it on there. But I don't um, even you know, know if there, I don't even know if there is a higher upstairs right now, is there? Nope, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Mark holds his own, and and I think that you know I, he um, he he helps me out a lot. You know, just the personality. He's been teaching me to talk to people like you know him for 20 years. I mean, I already got that itch anyway, but still, I mean, I mean, he he, he never forgets. He's always humbled, and uh, and uh, you know, time flies. I just realized I've been with the team for almost two years, Jerry, and that wow. was uh, you know that that I mean, the year and two years and a few months right now, and time has flown. Um, you know, I, I really want to ask you this question, and I know he passed away last year, and I think some of the stories that I've been hearing of this guy has been hilarious, and he became a hilarious dude. Do you have any Ron Bachman stories? You, you know what, dude? I, I, don't, I, don't have any, I don't have any funny stories. I have some sincere, true stories. Dude, that man was the nicest, sweetest, gentlest man I probably ever met. You know, I mean, I truly love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I had, we had, 
live Christian and Phil Norman, and they were telling stories about Ron. And I just thought to myself, you know, this guy, if he's a pillar, he, he is a pillar in the Bigfoot company. Then if he is a pillar in the Bigfoot company, then other people in the industry have to have some stories or know about him. In general. You, you know what, dude? I didn't, I never did. A, I mean, I did a bunch of shows with Ron being a crew guy, of course. But I never did a show one-on-one with him where we were, you know, sitting around shooting the breeze, whatever. Uh, yeah, what a, what a what a great guy. Dude. We've lost so many fantastic people. The Dave Marquardt, the Bill Weavers, I, I mean, the Ron Bachmans. I mean, dude, and you know what? And we're gonna see we're gonna see more because all us dudes are getting old. You know, Jesus Christ, I turned sixty last December, and I'm like, dude, how am I sixty years old? Is that possible? I don't even but, know. Yeah, but it's not even it's not even age anymore. I mean, uh, you know, last week we lost Kid KJ, and he was going to be. You know, I never, I never, I never knew him. He got in a car wreck, I guess. Yeah, he he was a yeah he got in a. That's the only further information that I got is he was in a single car accident, and uh, he lost he lost his life, but he was 16 driving the Monster Bear. You know, getting to that age where he's going to get himself in a full-time rig and then, you know, get ready to uh, do, uh, uh, you know, the real stuff. But, I mean, gone, I gone way too enough. soon. I never knew the kid, but I, I didn't hear anything but nice things. Yeah. And my, my heart my heart goes out to his folks, dude. I got four kids, and I can't even go there, dude, because I'm the biggest pussy there is in the world, man. I'll start crying right here on the radio. <laughs> we so, don't want that. We don't want that. So one thing uh, that we're starting to do is we did a live uh, episode a while back, and it was just me with some other guys shooting the shit. And we kind of came up with a segment that uh, we're calling Pucker Factor. Kind of like a moment that you've seen or a part of that kind of made you, made you kind of pucker up a little bit too hard. Um, do you have any like funny pucker factor moments like behind the wheel or anything? You, you know what, dude? I never, I never got you know every you know the big joke about the tranny fluid. You know the joke, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, everybody, Bradley, have you ever heard that? Maybe everybody said that when I stood Terminator on the back bumper, I got out of the truck and I had peed my pants. When in <laughs> fact, I'm going to stick to the authentic truthful original story it actually turned out it was power steering fluid because i reached down and i'm like dude how how am i wet and then i filled it and i'm like wow that's the greasiest pee i've ever seen you know <laughs> turns out it was power steering fluid so i guess that's as close to a pucker factor but i really wasn't puckering at all because i had uncle deal wilson there bailed my ass out and pulled me back down you know but uh yeah so so no, I've had plenty of pucker factors off roading and on quads and side by sides and all that. But uh, in a monster truck, no, I always I always felt relatively safe and uh, we had, we were always blessed. We had pretty badass equipment that performed real well and did the job. And yeah, a lot of fun, man. So uh, you have any round car stories? And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we all got rental car stories. Years ago, we were at an MTRA meeting in St. Louis. Scott Hess, me, Bill Weaver Sr., Alan Tura, Gary Bauer, and we're in a rental car, and we pull up to pay at the Adams Mark Hotel in St. Louis to pay at the parking garage. 
Well, as we're up paying, all of a sudden we get rear-ended from behind and shoved right out the gate. It was Bill Weaver behind us in a Crown Vic, and he rear-ended us at probably 20 mile an hour, which you understand when you're stopped, that's pretty, that's pretty hard hit, you know. So, so yeah, Bill Weaver was the best rental car guy ever. He, Bill had a lot of money early on, and so he always had rental cars that we could take out and destroy. And, uh, yeah, a lot of rental car stories. I mean, jumping the dirt mounds at the Syracuse State Fair and, yeah, and uh, rear-ending people in parking garages. Yeah, big Bill Weaver. <laughs> see, see, I was I was expecting the person to ram you would be Mike Wine. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I ran with Mike Wine, and, uh, you know, then there's that epic supposed confrontation between Mike and me. That, that that Cheech now knows was nothing but BS. I wasn't mad at Mike at all. I was mad at the uh, the TNT starter because I had a I had a blower motor, you know, 500 cubic inch motor on the line locked up, ready to lock and load, and they left us sit on the line cooking our tranny. I, Lord only knows what my tranny temp was. Probably about 20 degrees cooler than my blood temp. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so we got two important questions for you there. Uh... Jerry, and one of them is, what's your favorite pie? Cherry. Cherry? Yes. Are you yes. for or against eggnog? Oh, I'm not an eggnog guy. No, I'm yes. good. Suck on that, Norman Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the deal? What's the deal with this guy? Okay, okay. So one of our you know, early episodes. So Cheech used to live with Phil and Christian Norman, um, uh-huh. and. Um, I guess they Cheech opened up the fridge one day and noticed that Christian had eggnog in the fridge. And I guess it was one, I forget how long ago with the, with the episode, but we, this, this came up and I, I mentioned that I, I can't stand this stuff. I think it's garbage. I think it's the grossest drink ever. Dude, no, when I see it pouring out of the jug, I want to puke. No, no amount of alcohol can make eggnog better. I'm sorry. The thickness disgusts me, and the nutmeg flavor disgusts me. It's it's the worst thing in the world. I can't do it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I yeah, me neither. I'm with you, man. Cherry pie though, dude. Warm cherry pie. Oh yeah, baby. Especially yeah. when the when the cherries are nice and tart. That that oh, that's yeah. my favorite. They they can't like sweet, okay, but they have to be tart. They gotta you know make yeah. Oh man, I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, but- let me tell you. Let me tell you a cherry pie story, dude. Amy's Amy's grandma, God rest her soul, lived to be ninety-five years old, and she lived right on the same property compound that we live on. She lived over across the creek, Cheech. Well, anyway, that woman had an old tart cherry tree. Brad, you would have loved it. Oh my god! That woman. That woman at ninety years old. You know how many cherries it takes to make a goddamn cherry pie off an old tree, dude? She would pit cherries until she couldn't move her hands dude oh and she'd God. make this, she'd make this pie and dude it was exactly like you said the, the 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 cherry filling was sweet but the cherries were tart dude it was a and the crust do i need to tell you she was a 90 year old woman the oh crust was absolutely amazing my mouth and is yeah. legitimately watering right now and, and her and her apple pie was better than that and i, I mean Apple's definitely my my second choice, but uh, I love them both. Obviously, look at me, dude. I love everything. But 
<laughs> yeah, look, look at probably the three of us. It's like, yeah, we just love food. Yeah, you I don't maintain it. 240 pounds without eating, I'll tell you. <laughs> Man, it was great having to talk with you. I think it, I mean, it, it's fun. It was a good time. Did you enjoy it, Brad? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to definitely do this again. You know, it's good to be back on uh, Kicking It Old School episode with you. Normally, that's kind of your your thing. I, You know, I'm kind of more like the 90s guy watching Penda. That's what I grew up watching on TNN back in the day. Um, if anybody's watching this, we're going to be possibly doing some more uh, Nitro Hour episodes. I'm wanting to change the name to possibly uh, Nitro Cast. So uh, stay tuned to that. I'm trying to make a decision on that. So uh, me and Dalton are going to be coming back with some of those episodes. Doing some well, guys, uh, thanks, thanks stuff. so much for having me. And I'd love it. If you guys are out and about, man, stop out. We'll do something live right out here, man. I'll I'll take you guys on the side-by-side. We'll go jump some shit and tear some stuff up, you know? Hey, I just got to get down there from uh, from Canada, so I just got to make a plan. You're I welcome just, anytime. You need a jump for me anyway when I'm in West Virginia there, Jerry. You know yep. I'll see you anytime. Keith knows the deal. You're welcome here anytime. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Thank you for coming, and uh, and uh, thank you for being on. It was it was last second deal, but still, I you're one of the top people that I wanted to bring back, and and uh, I think it'd be a, and uh, thank you for having your time. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm I'm very honored. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thank you. No, no problem, dude. Talk to you guys soon. We'll do. Alrighty. See ya. That was Jerry Richmond. Uh, driver and many monster trucks and stuff like that. But like in the previous uh, beginning episode, uh, thank you for all the, the people. Uh, high octane coffee. If you guys have a chance to have some high octane coffee, that's Joey Sylvester's high octane coffee shop. It's in Canfield, Ohio. Uh, go two stops. Go to www.highoctanecoffee.com to pick up stuff online. J Concepts. Uh, they've been rocking it for a good many years in the RC world. Just came out with the son of the digger body. Um, uh, numerous championships, all the monster trick tires that you want. You name it, they got it. Go to jconcepts.net, pick up some stuff. JB Sale Graphics, uh, officially licensed Bigfoot, Overkill, Bad Habit, uh, monster truck decals for your RC from 10th scale all the way to 8th eight, scale Traxxas X-Max. Um, you name it, they can take care of it. Go to jbscalegraphics.com, pick up flags, decals, like I said. Nick Davis and Back Channel Productions, they're the ones that presented this Kick It Old School. Go to their Facebook page, Back Channel Productions, and also uh, check out their YouTube channel. Uh, they'll be doing some, uh, they've been doing some um, Monsters of Destruction, uh, Four Wheel Drive Jamborees, Waters Motorsports. Uh, they also do, uh, also they've been doing uh, the Harrisburg Monster Truck Show. Uh, they're also part of the Storm uh, Trophy Truck uh, Championship Series, too. Check them out also. Uh, Marty Garza's Monster Truck Technology Book. Go check that out. They're right now in stock. Also, there's Evolution T-shirts. Check out Marty Garza and his stuff also. <clears throat> Sorry, there's a lot of people that we want to thank. Yep. 6B Apparel. Check them out. They do our crew shirts. Badass design by Brad Shaw. Uh, and also, uh, also we have our our traditional one. Um, I think I think me personally, I think we can rock two different logos. And uh, right now, the '80s logo is our hot ticket. But we still have the traditional logo. You know, um, that's the crew shirt too. Uh, if your people are curious about us doing that stuff, 
Uh, I talked to Chris. Just message me and Brad. Uh, we can have Chris make us a crew shirt. You guys have to pay for it. Yep. We're not going to have our own pocket. Just remember that. I should so actually, if you guys are interested in I was going to say, I should actually have my new crew shirt coming in very soon. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Cheech got his, and it looks dope. Yeah. It's a different material than the other one, though. Ooh, it is? It's uh, Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what uh, like Mikey's, the Overkill crew shirt, like the pullovers uh, Overkill shirts are like. Um, it's kind of like a flexible, uh, a lot... Um, stretchier? Crazy, stretchier crew shirt than, uh, than the other ones. The other ones kind of remind me of Simpsons, which is not bad either. They're both good. Perfect for a um, fat guy like me. <laughs> Right, right. I had a uh, 4XL crew shirt that the, uh, Chris messed up on, and I gave that to one of our sponsors. Uh, Josh from J Concepts got that. Joey from High Octane's getting himself one that I'm making for him through Chris. Uh, Obsessedware, thank you for what you guys have done for us. Uh, Eric and Rick Swanson, check them out with Obsession of Obsessed. Um, but uh, also, we have uh, our own T-shirt company. Oh, well, dealing with over in Chicago, I think it's below the T. Uh, below the something. Let me let me double check Man, that. I'm in front of my computer right now, so <laughs> b- below the collar, below the collar. Below the collar. That's backslash it. crush this podcast. We got three designs up. Um, if I believe it's we sell 25 shirts, we can add a lot more designs. Um, we're gonna hopefully be adding some more soon. So um, if you guys want to see more designs, and they're they're 20 bucks a pop. You know, and and that goes towards uh, buying new equipment for me and Cheech. Um, you know, getting uh, you know uh, you guys better quality content. So um, and 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 just from the bottom of my heart, you know, thank you guys for the love and support, especially during this shutdown. And thank you to Cheech for always sticking behind what uh, you know we've been able to do with Crush This, doing this over five years now. And you know, if it wasn't for Cheech, you know, this this stuff wouldn't. Uh, we keep, Cheech is the like. I'll, I'm just going to bring on Cheech for a second, guys. He's the guy that gets the guests. I'm not going to lie about that. He's the one that gets the guests because, you know, he has a lot more connections in the industry than I do. You know, I'm just this 29-year-old dude up here in Alberta, Canada in front of his computer. That's all I am. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, but I, you're I'm, the one that also makes the cool designs. You're the one that also is getting us product that's going on right now with the ball rolling. And you're also one hell of a producer. Um, don't get that credit enough. I know I, I, I'm hard on you and stuff like that, but we want to see this product going. Now we have some competition going on with MonsterCast and all of them and yeah, the guys it, out west. We even help those guys out. But I'm just saying, that, you know, uh, Brad, you make you make uh, our uh, live completely different than anyone else. Yep. Uh, we I prefer I say with you, we have the probably sweetest background than any other. Cast right and, and, now. and 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 I want to say that go support those guys, people. Go support yeah. go support MonsterCast. Go support Vincent Ackard and the Monster Truck Outlaws of the West podcast. Go support those guys. We're we're all of us. We're all friends. We're not in competition with each other. We want to see those guys succeed as much more as we want to succeed. You know, we that that that, that was my goal when I when I originally came to Cheech with this idea for the podcast. Is you know. I wanted to do something different. There's been Monster Truck Radio with Jeff Richards. Shout out to Jeff, aka Roller. But that that was and Ross and, and Ross and all, and all Ross them for the Monster Blog. Yeah. Those guys have been doing awesome. I want to get Ross on this eventually and and get his pick his brain about you know starting the Monster Blog. But you know, Monster Truck Media. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and in that time of my life, you know, things were kind of screwed up. 
but this doing this podcast has has brought me so much joy and you know there's only one guy that i wanted to do it with which is cheech him being a lifelong fan and knowing him for a couple years doing uh mtm2 back in the day and you know i'm just thankful that uh you know you guys have stuck behind us and showing us love and the support and we're going to keep on the momentum you know there's going to be episodes coming up soon where it's just me you know or episodes where it's just cheech or the both of us you know as soon as this pandemic's over cheech is going to be busy you know with hall brothers so you know he'll be able to do episodes when he's able to you know being on the road and everything and um there'll be episodes with just me you know i'm going to try cheech is going to hopefully line up some interviews for me to do um, which I think will be really cool and mm-hmm. bring you guys some good old quality content that you've known to, you know, like from us. And we have some episodes coming up. Uh, we have um, Jeff Bercy episode coming out that Cheech uh, is going to be sending me. Um, that one's coming out soon. Um, just stay on the lookout, guys. That's that's what we can yep. say, you know. And don't forget Tuesday, we're going to have Chad Fortune and some special guests on too. So it's going to be pretty cool also. Um we are going to also have David Morris, the guy that has drove the 1989 TNT World Championship. And also one championship you may, not for, you may forget is he won the 1997 USA Monster Truck Championship with the same truck in 1997. Yeah. So um, be on the lookout for him also. Um, I'm on the works on getting other people. Um, but uh, also, like I said, uh, the next couple – weeks we are going to interview the four-wheel drive jamborees the competitors um some will be on live some are going to be recorded so uh we are going to knock all of them down we're, we're just uh, a lot of the guys uh even though a lot of the guys are doing facebook live casts none of them are right now doing anything that's recorded on podcasts um and that's one thing i think we have over everyone else yep but I hope they all branch out and start recording and doing stuff on iTunes and Spotify. I mean, it's it's not like I, like Brad said, more support. I mean, you have you can have uh, there's like ten or twenty. Oh, hell, there's a crap little wrestling uh, audio. I mean, hey, hey, one day... go check out Chronic Wrestling Addiction. <laughs> okay, that's, there we that, go. That's the one uh, that I'm also kind of involved in with one of my buddies here that I you know that lives like right down the road from me. So uh, we do a little bit of but stuff. But I'm with just them. saying, like. You have the Stone Cold Podcast, and you have Xbox 360. One, two, three, sixty. Um, Chris Jericho. Well, I'm just saying those two because that same the, the Sean Wilden, I think, or the Xbox. He's on the latest episode of Stone Cold's podcast. Well, they intertwine. Same thing with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, Stone Cold had Chris Jericho on. Chris Jericho had you know Stone Cold. You know, um, you have different ones like Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross. Uh, Corey Graves, there, there's all these podcasts where they're all wrestlers and stuff like that. So we want to have people in the audio section come out, start recording, get out. You know what I mean? I know the Facebook one, the Facebook's cool and all, but, you know, sometimes it's easier to get audio in your vehicle, better quality uh, to listen to. So, yeah. And also Brad's going to try to probably work on um, some of the the uh, the crush this cast, um, and put that on audio too. So yeah, the, the um, nitro cast. I think that's what we might be calling it for the instead of nitro hour. Um, that one it's still going to be under the crush this banner, 
but what I'm thinking is that one's going to be going to be on almost together like a separate entity. It'll still be within the Crush This brand, but just its own kind of separate thing to kind of differentiate drag racing and monster trucks. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm still trying to decide what I want to do with it. So uh, Dalton, if you're listening, don't worry, buddy. There's still hope. Um, you know, with you know me being a lifelong NHRA fan as well, I want to do some more stuff with that. And, you know, again, guys, thank you for the support. You know, you guys push us to make better quality content and, it's it keeps on going up from here, and you know it's we're gonna be keep we're gonna keep kicking ass like you know what we've been able to do. Yes, thank you. So once again, thank you for all the people that have been helping us out. Uh, and uh, you know, like I said, like want to thank, like I said, everyone that's with that. So um, I'm gonna close this one. Brad's been closing a lot of stuff lately, so you know I'm gonna give him a break. But I that is Brad. The monster truck knucker. You said it uh, right. Yes, or 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 as as Kenny Novinsky is called started to call me on the virtual outlaw monster truck drags, the Reverend Bradshaw. Reverend. Okay. So Reverend. How many nicknames? How many nicknames? How many nicknames you need, Brad, to catch up with my cheat? That's okay. <laughs> well, because because he, right. he said it, like the picture that I posted for them to use makes me look like a Reverend, so he just called me the Reverend because I'm taking <laughs> y'all to church on that track all right so brad the reverend shaw reverend brad shaw here and uh the monster go go to his church in uh canada the apostle of the monster truck world uh <laughs> with reverend brad shaw and uh uh say saw the holy brother the holy spirit bob chandler bigfoot four and the grave digger spirit thank you Oh uh, my god, I'm dying. <laughs> please, please go to the Monster Jam souvenir yearbook and turn the page. Uh, ch- uh, oh turn god. the page. Fred Schaefer, verse one. <laughs> Chapter two said, The barefoot will come across the water and stomp on the hemi. <laughs> Now we will sing our hems. <laughs> jam, jam, jam it. <laughs> By one and only blood, sweat, and gear. Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> oh my god. Holy oh shit. Oh, oh my god. Come here for your come here for your confession. Eat some monster donuts and high octane coffee. <laughs> okay, okay everybody. Today we're gonna turn to uh, Dennis Anderson, Chapter 1. Um, actually, no, screw that. We're going to go to Tom Mentz, Chapter 1. Grave who? Grave Digger. Who's that? <laughs> On the first day. This is not even Genesis anymore. It's, you know, Bigfoot. Verse 1. <laughs> On the day Bob Chandler was born, he created Bigfoot. Um, um, just to clarify, I am a Christian, so... I'm, I, you know, I don't mean to be offensive to anybody, but this, this is hilarious. That's uh, all good. If, I mean, it can't be worse. Look at the people in Minnesota. Anyway, um, yeah, I went there. Oh. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know, we're just having a good time. Oh, yeah. The Reverend Bradshaw, and uh, I'm, I'm Dan the Chiche. Gosh, you know, uh, Panda. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. But uh, like I, like Brad always says, keep the rubber side down and the shiny shine, shiny shine up. 
Shiny side up. Shiny <laughs> side up. Okay, I got to go. Peace. All right. Peace, everybody. <laughs>